And if some unlucky accident should befall him, if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell, or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning, then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. And then I do not forgive. Nobody, and I mean nobody, messes with Paul Rotundi. He's a made man. The Paul Rotundi Show. Every weekday on WRRN. Forget about it. You are listening to The Paul Rotundi Show on WRRN, the Rotundi Radio Network. Folks, uh, welcome to show number seven. It's Thursday, September seventh, twenty twenty-three, and we've got a doozy of a show for you today, folks. Um, first, I want to start out just by you know remembering that if you want to contact me, you know whether you say the show's great, the show sucks, you're an idiot, you're full. Um, you're doing great. You're speaking your mind, you know, whatever it is. Um, just reach out to me at the show's email address. It's P-A-U-L-S-H-O-W-W-R-R-N at gmail.com. Once again, folks, that's Paul Show W-R-R-N at gmail.com. So I thought I'd start this thing off uh, today by covering a little bit of the ridiculous that ridiculousness that's now going on with all of our senior most elected officials. Um, case in point, Joe Biden yesterday, not once but twice, walked out on ceremonies honoring I mean, first, the Congressional Medal of Honor ceremony, which is one of the most sacred ceremonies that Commander-in-Chief of the United States can do for a service member. I mean, the Congressional Medal of Honor in and of itself is a sacrosanct award, honoring the ultimate in selflessness, sacrifice, and esprit de corps of, you know, all of the awards and medals and ribbons that this country has to bestow upon our armed service members and should be treated with the utmost of respect, but not by Joe Biden. You know, to Joe, it's just, you know, show up here, say a couple of disjointed, unconnected sentences, and walk out. But, you know, we saw the, we saw the video of it yesterday. He, he pins the medal up on um, retired Captain Larry Taylor and staggers around a little bit and then makes a beeline for the exit. Much to the confusion of everyone, you know, especially since the ceremony wasn't even finished. You know, the army chaplain hadn't read the, um, delivered the benediction yet. And yet Joe Biden didn't think it was necessary to 
stick around for the whole ceremony. Veterans are beside themselves today. Service members, active duty service members, are questioning whether or not they should follow the orders of a commander-in-chief that has no regard for the men and women who serve this country. I mean, let's pose that question. Would you, if you were in going into harm's way, would you want to be led by somebody who is has questionable mental faculties and is I mean should be sitting in an old age home right now or convale- you know convalescing and enjoying his remaining years on this planet at home in the company of his grandkids and corn pop and you know it's you know letting little kids play with his his uh you know calf hair um in the pool you know why why do why do we do this to ourselves folks why are we continuing to elect people like joe biden you know i've got another example he he walked out of the Air Force football players White House ceremony when he delivered the, um, what's the award? The Commander-in-Chief's Trophy for defeating the other service academies during the 2022-2023 football season. So, okay, Air Force had the best um, football squad among Army, Navy, Air Force, and U.S. Marines. I didn't know the Marines had a team, but what do I know? So, yeah, he... He, what do you call it? They were trying to present him with an honorary jersey helmet and team sign ball, and the guy just up and walks out. Walks away. You know, looking confused. Why do we continue to do this to ourselves? Seriously, why do we continue to do this to ourselves? You know, I mean, Joe Biden's not the only one. I mean, Mitch McConnell, the minority leader of the U.S. Senate, has had two stroke-like episodes this month where he's just completely zoned out during the middle of a uh, during the middle of a press conference. Diane Feinstein, another shining example of octogenarians at work. I mean. Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> Chuck Schumer. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, fully. I saw. I saw a statistic yesterday. One fourth of the current serving members of Congress are above age seventy-five. The average age is at least seventy. Isn't it time we stop? screwing around with the fate of this country and imposed term limits. And I, and as I was talking with the um, I, that one gentleman I was speaking with uh, earlier this year with, you know, about term limits. Two terms senator, six terms House of Representatives. And, you know, obviously two terms for the White House. But that should flow down from the from the federal level to all levels of government. Why is that? Simple, fresh ideas. You have people that have made a career out of grift, out of graft, out of corruption. You know, you can't be in Washington for more than two terms without falling victim to some form of corruption. You can't help but stay unclean. At least that's the way it seems these days. I mean, really, I mean, do you guys have, do you guys have an opinion on this? I want to hear about it. 
I mean, do you think term limits are, are a thing that are absolutely needed to be mandated right now? We need to vote as a country to put fet- limits on number of terms somebody can serve in the House, limits on somebody you know can serve in the Senate. And for those people who are going to argue, say, well, if the voters, you know, vote these people in, so be it. No. A lot of places, they're the only choice. They're the only ones running. Because especially in heavily, you know, Democrat areas, there is no Republican candidate. At least none and and. Doing this will ensure that people of the younger generations have a voice. At least this is my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I'm 55. You know, I'm looking at these people. These people are old enough to be my parents. My parents are getting to the point where they're going to get, they're going to need to be you know, you know, looking for assisted living or, you know, maybe stay with my family or my sister's families, you know, sisters' families, you know, you know, to help get them through the remaining years of their life. A lot of people have, are facing this same situation. Every generation you know, at this point has a situation, you know, that the baby boomers are aging rapidly and, you know, they're dying off. The Gen Xers like myself are starting to get up there too. And, you know, we're going to start needing to lean on our kids for, you know, help, you know, you know, whether it be, you know, just getting around the house or, or what have you. But, I mean, this calls, in, this calls into question a lot of things. You need, we need to put term limits in place. Period. End of sentence. And, you know, Mitch, Mitch McConnell came out in his press conference yesterday. He said he has no intention of retiring. That he's going to continue to serve out his term. And he's not going to retire. And he's going to stay in place and... <clears throat> you know, he's going to continue to quote unquote do the work of the people. <clears throat> you know what? If he if he can't remain conscious, he can't do the work of the people. It's just simple math, folks. You know, why you know, we need to put term limits in. It keeps, you know, people shouldn't make a career out of politics. The framers of the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, were farmers, you know, business owners. They knew that they were only going to serve out their term and then head home to pick up where they left off with their businesses, with their farms, with their lives. There was no such thing as being a career politician. You know, career politicians were left to other governments where, you know, there was an elite class. As far as I know, there's no elite cl- I mean, there shouldn't be an elite class in the United States. But, you know, that's, that's a question that we need to ask ourselves come 2024. Do we put term limits on the ballot? Or do we just leave it as it is and status quo ante with the results that we're getting now? Anyway. We'll be back. You're listening to Paul Rotundi, the new voice of Nashville on WRRN. How far will the most corrupt president in history go to keep Republicans from winning back the White House? Meet the cast of unscrupulous accomplices he's assembled to get Trump. Alvin Bragg, the radical liberal New York prosecutor who refuses to prosecute violent criminals. 
Jack Smith, who's made a career persecuting innocent Republican officials. Letitia James, the socialist who ran on the promise, I'll go after Trump. And Biden's newest lackey, Atlanta DA, Fonnie Willis. So incompetent, on her watch, violent crimes have exploded. So tainted, Willis was thrown off one case for trying to prosecute a political opponent. So corrupt, Willis got caught hiding a relationship with a gang member she was prosecuting. So dishonest, Willis was accused of creating a fake subpoena. Welcome to the Fraud Squad. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. All right, folks, I, I got to talk about this. Um, it's all over the news. You can't help but see it. Um, special counsel David Weiss that was assigned to investigate the whole Hunter Biden thing, and he's the one that actually came up with the sweetheart deal that the judge threw out um, last month in August. He intends to indict Hunter Biden by the end of this month. So this article saying that special counsel David Weiss plans to indict Hunter Biden before the end of the month, according to a new court filing, the quote-unquote Speedy Trial Act requires that the government obtain the return of an indictment by a grand jury by Friday, September 29th, 2023, at the earliest, Weiss wrote your uh wrote yes uh, Wednesday that was yesterday uh, days go by so fast I don't know what uh, day it is anymore the government intends to seek the return of an indictment in this case before that date he said the filing was made upon a court order to provide a status update on a case on or before September 6 2023 it's not known what the charges are going to be my deal, I, I, my take on this is that they're going to try to indict him on the softest of all of the things that they have on him, just to say, yeah, we charged him with a felony. He's going, he's going to jail. Not the entirety of the case. Not that there's still, you know, there's still investigation ongoing to the actual depth and breadth of the construct of the corruption and the conspiracy that is the Biden crime family they're not going to they're not going to what um they're not going to investigate any further into the links between Hunter daddy the big guy creepy joe pedo pete as one of his aliases was in his burner email accounts. You know, Jr. Beware at gmail dot com. That's it's like people. If you can't see, if you can't see the forest for the trees, I'm sorry. You deserve what you get. I but you know. In addition, you know, Weiss. I, the agreement afforded uh, the one that broke down last month afforded Hunter the ability to plead guilty for not paying taxes on a million and a half dollars in income in 2017 and 2018 and receive probation and basically a get out of jail free card for everything, for the bribery, for the corruption, for the influence peddling that he and his father were engaged in during the period when he was vice president under Obama. Now, is this in response to the fact that maybe Obama's involved? I'd like to know that. I'd like to know if good old Barry, Mr. Hope and Change, knew exactly what his right-hand guy, his best friend, Joe Biden, was doing on Air Force Two when he went to Ukraine, when he went to China. When he went to all of these places where 
Hunter tagged along on Air Force Two and then suddenly and miraculously made millions of dollars for no explained reason other than the fact that his last name is Biden. I'd like to know that. I'm sure a lot of you would like to know that. Some of you may just say, it it is the way it is, Paul. You can't beat the system. Screw the system. That's what we're here for. We're here to break the system apart. You know, and before I get hauled off for inflammatory and insightful language, (laughs) Jesus Christ, freedom of speech is dead, folks. Or it's, if it's not dead, it's on life support. Because it seems to be that the only people have the right for free speech are the people on the left. The people who want to indoctrinate your kids to the idea that people could be anything they want as opposed to a man or a woman. You know, that if kid wakes up one day and says, I feel like I'm a unicorn today. I'm going to identify as a unicorn. Instead of, you know, the parent taking them aside and saying, but you're not a unicorn. You're a boy or you're a girl. And, you know, you were born a boy. You were born a girl. Biologically, There's only two sexes, man or woman. The rest of the planet, the rest of the species on this planet are governed by those immutable laws. Why are human beings the only ones who seem to think that they can play God and invent other other sexes, other identities? I mean, we call that acting, folks. Actors do that. People whose entire job is creating fantasy. And now we're teaching that, or we're trying to indoctrinate our kids that fantasy is reality and reality is fantasy? <clears throat> do, do you not see the ridiculousness of this? Because I do. Just like the ridiculousness of, you know, David Weiss intending to only indict Hunter on maybe one of the charges. We don't know yet. I'm guaranteeing you, though, it's going to be the softest blow to Hunter Biden that is legally, that they're going to say is legally allowed. Why? Once again, daddy is president. And I guarantee you, if he's indicted, if he's convicted, who do you think is going to get pardoned? Hunter Biden. Because daddy says so. When your dad is the president, when your dad is a 50-year career politician, this is what happens. You take advantage of the system And you think that you're above the law. Your whole family thinks that you're above the law. Joe Biden's grandkids are getting millions put into their bank accounts by the big guy. The paper trail is there. They got the receipts. Why isn't he convicted? Oh, because he's a Democrat. Two-tiered system of justice, folks. You hear about it every day. I didn't believe that there was a two-tiered system of justice until I started seeing it before my eyes. So now we need to stop that. We need to stop it in its tracks before it gets to the point of no return. And people start getting arrested and convicted for by the thought police. And for utilizing their First Amendment rights to free speech, utilize their First Amendment rights to um, 
bring grievances against the government for you know redress. It's in the it's in the Bill of Rights, folks. Oh wait, they're doing that to the people who were arrested for January sixth. Utilizing their right to peaceable protest. They're getting arrested. They're getting indicted, convicted of ridiculous sentences. You know, and, and you know, can can you know sentenced to ridiculous terms like uh Enrique Terrio from the Proud Boys. Wasn't even in the Capitol. But he was elect. Uh, he was given twenty-two years. But touching on, um, I want to go back to the whole cognitive difference thing between um, people. We'll get it. One. We'll get it. One. Um, we'll what do you call? We'll come. We'll pick it up when we come back. Uh, yes, this is Gern Blanston from WRRN. Uh, Senator McConnell. Do you ever listen to the Paul Rotundi show? Blink twice if that's a yes. The Paul Rotundi show is on every weekday on WRRN. Anything else you want to say? Or should I just go back to folks we're back so i want to just you know go back to the whole term limits thing um we need you know not every septuagenarian is you know in cognitive uh decline and i'll illustrate that with um something that uh was presented to me a little bit, a little while ago that I think is hilarious and clearly illustrates the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. You got that clip, Jeff? It's your boy Barry, AKA Big O. And I'm the host and the judge of today's rap battle between Trump the Don and my good friend Biden. Hey Biden, I know it's on that laptop hiding You can fool your voters, but half the country, they know you're lying I'll never go to jail, the DA keep on trying All the billions you supply into Ukraine, people dying You got blood on your hands, what your puppet masters do They're coming after me, they should be coming after you But we know the whole swamp is evil and that's the truth You can go and ask Julian Assange for the proof You said black people who don't vote for you are not black You locked up tons in the 80s for some crack A crisis at your border in the of course you turned your back what happened to forgiven college loans come on jack you said you don't support gays a decade ago career politicians will say anything for your vote at press conferences you're reading what somebody else wrote you're controlled by blackrock and vanguard like trudeau your wife is not a doctor but she says she is why joe hey joe who wrote the 94 crime bill here's to the most famous president three cheers your daughter said you showered with her well into her teen years you said obama was the first well-groomed black man you Eulogize Robert Byrd, please give up the act, man. Messing with me, you messed up big time. Oh, I can't forget 10% to the big guy. Good luck, Joe. Good luck beating that creepy Joe, sleepy Joe. Can't wait to see what you got. Hey, Trump, my, my, my legs and the kids, they would, they would rub the hair. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. This is my wife, and this is this is my sister. Hey, how, how did I get here? What what's going on? Ronald Ronald Crump, who am I battling? If you're not if you don't if you're not black, then you don't vote for me. If you don't if you don't, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Hey, Pop was a bad dude. Why you sit fight? Come on, man. This is this is my sister. Hey, 
The Southern Yankee on-demand print store on Etsy is your home for all kinds of print-on-demand items, including glassware and mugs, tumblers, candles, t-shirts, and engravable and customizable jewelry cards. If you can personalize it, we can print it. Come see us on Etsy, and soon Amazon as well, at yankeeodp2023.etsy.com. Remember, that address is Y-A-N-K-E-E. ODP2023.etsy.com. You'll be glad you did. How far will the most corrupt president in history go to keep Republicans from winning back the White House? Meet the cast of unscrupulous accomplices he's assembled to get Trump. Alvin Bragg, the radical liberal New York prosecutor who refuses to prosecute violent criminals. Jack Smith, who's made a career persecuting innocent Republican officials. Letitia James, the socialist who ran on the promise, I'll go after Trump. And Biden's newest lackey, Atlanta DA, Fonnie Willis. So incompetent, on her watch, violent crimes have exploded. So tainted, Willis was thrown off one case for trying to prosecute a political opponent. So corrupt, Willis got caught hiding a relationship with a gang member she was prosecuting. So dishonest, Willis was accused of creating a fake subpoena. Welcome to the Fraud Squad. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Democratic State Representative Gloria Johnson announced today she'll take on incumbent Republican U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn next year. I'm Gloria Johnson, and I'm running for U.S. Senate. Surrounded by supporters in Nashville, State Representative Gloria Johnson made her case to represent Tennessee in the U.S. Senate. People are hurting, and everyone's talking, but no one's listening to them. I plan to do that. I plan to listen. If elected, she vowed to fight for common sense gun legislation and women's rights. We've got to talk about the fact that in Tennessee, women are no longer equal. Incumbent Senator Marsha Blackburn fired back with a video statement on social media. She's a far left Democrat. She's as woke as they come. And she knows all the liberal bigwigs in Tennessee. Frankly, my opponent is a direct threat to our way of life. Here we go, Tennessee. Um, let's bring this a little bit closer to home. So, yeah, socialist uh, Dem Gloria Johnson decides to challenge Martha uh, Marsha Blackburn. So, for those of you who don't know who Gloria Johnson is, she's a member of the J-Cubed Squad, um, the radical um, state representatives that made a shambles of the special session last week. And, you know, Gloria Johnson and the Justin twins, um, they're not related, but it's convenient to call them the Justin twins because they're both named Justin, um, made a fiasco of last week's special session in in the Tennessee State uh, State House here in Nashville and disrupted the meeting, physically assaulted the um, Speaker of the Tennessee House and basically came spewing all kinds of leftist garbage and woke political talking points and... Now she, now she, what do you call it? Now she thinks that she should, has the, has the privilege of running against Marsha Blackburn for U.S. Senate this uh, coming um, election season. So let's talk about this. Do we want a radical socialist? as 
a represent, representing us as one of the two senators from the state of Tennessee? Do we want somebody who is already avowed to eliminate your Second Amendment rights to keep and bear arms? Who wants to make schools softer as opposed to hardening them by putting SROs um, on site? And, you know, allowing teachers to, you know, open carry in the classrooms. You know, we want to make the schools a harder target for radical nut jobs to come in and slaughter our kids, not make it easier. Gloria Johnson has already said that she is going to support illegals over U.S. citizens, give illegals the right to vote in in our elections, whether they be at the local municipal level, state, or federal level. U.S. citizenship means something, or at least it used to, but all it means to the radical left is somebody, you know, it's somebody to be replaced, which is why the borders are open. You know, do you want this? Do you want someone like her representing this state? Look what she's done for Memphis. Absolutely nothing. Crime rate continues to go up, and yet she refuses to work with the mayor's office in Memphis and the local representatives in their districts in that area of the state. While crime continues to spike, quality of life continues to decline, and, (laughs) you know, I mean, she voted against blocking. Hey guys, we're back. We had, I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties, but um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Gloria Johnson voted against blocking biological males from competing in women's sports at public institutions. She also voted against preventing pre-college transgender men from competing in women's sports, voted against requiring the state to withhold funds from schools that refuse to state a student-athlete's gender based on their sex, and voted against banning public universities from allowing a male to join women's sports teams. And... She's an avowed supporter of abortion, voted against banning taxpayer-funded abortions in Tennessee, voted against banning public schools that allowed parenthood to teach family life classes, voted against the fetal heartbeat bill, and voted against recognizing that unborn children have a right to live. Is this somebody that we really want to have representing the state of Tennessee it really, I mean, is this really where we want to go as a state? Is this where we want to go as a country? Do we want to have her voice in Congress? Or do we want to ha- continue to have Martha Bla- uh, Marsha Blackburn, who continues to advocate for the unborn, continues to advocate for the Second Amendment, continues to advocate for maintaining women in women's sports? I mean, that's why it's there. I mean, women should have the right to compete against other women, not against transgender, because that's an unfair advantage biologically as a former biologist and as a human being. The differences between men and women are obvious. Just by, just by biology, men have increased bone density increased musculature, and are stronger physically. It's just the way we're built, folks. And women should be allowed to compete against other women. Apples to apples, oranges to oranges, not some hybrid. You know, I'm not not against transgender, but, you know, this is how I see it. Anyway, next week... I got a surprise for you. We are going to have Thomas Weber, 
uh, call into the show and break all this down, the whole reason why Democrat Gloria Johnson should not even be in the state house. She shouldn't even be dog catcher. He's going to come in. He's going to come on to the show and break all this down for us. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. He'll be probably our first caller. Yeah. Right, Jeff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's that's a huge step for, uh, for this show in general. Yeah. But when we get back, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about, um, do we want to do Conspiracy Corner or do sure. we want to talk about uh, Bill Gates? We can do Conspiracy Let's do Conspiracy Corner. All right, so we'll see you in a little bit. The Southern Yankee On Demand print store on Etsy is your home for all kinds of print-on-demand items, including glassware and mugs, tumblers, candles, T-shirts, and engravable and customizable jewelry cards. If you can personalize it, we can print it. Come see us on Etsy, and soon Amazon as well, at yankeeodp2023.etsy.com. Remember, that address is y-a-n-k-e-e-odp2023.etsy.com. You'll be glad you did. Sunday. He wants to probe your brain. Every weekday on WRRN, the Rotundi Radio Network. those of you who don't recognize the theme to that uh that was playing in the intro to the segment it was from the x-files uh basically where they these two fbi agents sculler and um mulder and scully um probed no pun intended the mysteries of the unexplained the conspiracy theories the alien encounters that people claimed that they had. They would try to either prove or debunk them as best they could within a 60-minute time frame. But that was every week, and it was like one of the best shows on TV. And in honor of that, I thought we should allow the tinfoil hat um, crowd to have a little little presence on my show. And I'm, we're going to call it the Conspiracy Corner. And we're going to talk about some of the greatest conspiracy theories of all time. Um, everything from, you know, JFK, you know, the JFK exa- assassination and the mystery, mystery bullet. Um, you know, people saying that he was shot twice or that the magic bullet, you know, that went through one direction, turned around and came back in from a completely opposite direction. You know, it's the kind of thing, you know, um, you know, where Beanie Babies went, you know, who, who, you know, just whatever conspiracy theory just happens to be, you know, out there, um, we're going to try to talk about. But for today, it's been, let's see, 1969 that was the moon landing so what was that 
45 years. Oh, yeah, it's like so it's nearly 50 years since Neil Armstrong set for, uh, became the first human being to set first uh, foot on the moon and uttered those famous words. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And there's been there's been conjecture and conspiracy over the last, you know, God knows how many years that he never even made it off the planet. That the whole thing was staged and directed by Stanley Kubrick, the same guy who who directed 2001 A Space Odyssey, the same director who directed A Clockwork Orange, and some of the most famous films that have ever ever been, you know, brought to the silver screen, like The Shining and, you know, all his other library of works. I mean, I don't have them off the top of my head. If you want, look them up on IMDb. Uh, but... We, what do you call it? You know, so they're saying that the moon landing was faked, that it was all a psyop to demoralize the Russians to say, yeah, we beat them to the moon. And, you know, as a humongous propaganda aid for um, the U.S. government at the time and inspiration for, you know, the American people. <clears throat> you know, they're saying that when Neil Armstrong planted the flag on the moon, that it was waving in the breeze. As you know, space is a vacuum. The moon has no atmosphere to speak of, if any. And how can, you know, you have to have atmosphere in order to have wind. You know, which is why there's wind on Mars, because there is a thin but viable atmosphere around the red planet. So they're saying that Neil Armstrong never left the planet, that the whole thing was done on some Hollywood soundstage, you know, with some kind of green screen technology where, um, and wire work to simulate the lessened moon gravity. Um, because as you know, the moon is one sixth the size of earth and therefore has one sixth the gravity. And that when he was, you know, you know, NASA says that Aldrin was twisting the flagpole to get the, you know, get the flag into the moon soil. And thus that's caused the flag to move. You know, never mind that the astronauts have brought back hundreds of independently verified moon rocks. Um, they've got lunar soil samples. They've got, you know, physical evidence that they brought back stuff that is not from this planet. And yet the tinfoil hats out there still maintain to this day that Stanley Kubrick directed the whole thing. I mean, there's even some memes where they, you know, you know, they show somebody walking on the moon and then somebody drops a mic into fr into frame, you know, <laughs> you know, hysterically, you know, showing that, yeah, and then some guy walks out and, you know, with the, you know, mortarboard and yells, you know, you know, scene, whatever, take, you know, take one, click, and, you know, they try to, to take another take. You know, <laughs> so there's also an adjunct to this saying that, you know, the astronauts that died, in, you know, in a fire while testing the equipment for the first moon mission, you know, that they were executed by the U.S. government for, you know, disclosing the truth. You know, what was that? Was that Apollo 14? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, they're still sick, you know, they did a poll back in 1999, you know, Gallup, which is a fairly credible polling organization. They do polls for everything. You know, they said that six, back then 
uh, I'm sorry, 6% of Americans said that they thought the lunar landings were faked, and 5% 5 of people polled said that they were still undecided. So that's 11% of the U.S. population. That's, you know, what, 30 million Americans still think that, you know, at least by, you know, back in 1999, that's what 20, 20 million Americans, if you, if the percentages are, you know, pushed to the entire population, 20 million Americans, you know, one in 10 people believe that the moon landings were faked, that the whole space race was nothing but a big PR campaign. And <laughs> I just don't believe it, you know. But anyway, when we get back, we're going to close the show by talking about um, some of the aftermath of the Bud, whole Bud Light thing and some of the misadventures of Bill Gates as he's buying up the stock, you know, hook, line, and sinker. We'll be back. Folks, all right. So to close out the show today, we're going to talk about um, thing we just uh, alluded to um, at the close of the last segment. Creeps love Bud Light. Bill Gates buys 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch, valued at 95 million bucks. So Bill Gates has acquired 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch InBev through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust through the second quarter of this year. The billionaire may have made the investment on the hopes that the company can get past the Bud Light fiasco, or he may think that its new brand image fits with his infamous reputation as an office bully and best buddy of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So the market value, the current market value of Gates's investment in Anheuser-Busch is valued at 95 million bucks, according to tip ranks. And over the last six months, the company's share price has fallen nearly 9%, according to the New York Post. In the past five days, the stock has been down over 3%. So it continues to suffer under the get woke, go broke, um, movement as you know i guess is the best way i can put it um more power to the people sales have been on a steady decline since dylan mulvaney flaunted a customized bud light can with his face on it on april 1st as Breitbart News reported at the time, the nationwide backlash against this marketing disaster vaporized $6 billion in market cap. <laughs> yeah, get woke, go broke, folks. Can't say it more than that. I mean, we're seeing it here in Nashville with, you know, the whole Jason Aldean, not in my small town fiasco. You know, where CMT pulled his video. And CMT is now suffering as a result of the whole get woke, go broke philosophy and movement. You know, where's it going to stop, folks? When are these companies going to learn that they're trying to cater to one half of one percent of the population of this country and the other 95, 95 to 99% of the people that actually use their products are going to seek other products to buy. It's just simple economics, folks. 
you make a good product, but you do stupid stuff, expect to earn stupid prizes. <laughs> you know, I tell that to people I work with all the time, people that, you know, you know, when I see people do stupid stuff, like, you know, bring me a laptop with that's virus laden because they were surfing Pornhub or going someplace that they shouldn't have or clicked on a link that was obviously a phishing attempt. And all of a sudden they're getting pop-ups left, right, and center on their, on their computer and they can't use it anymore. And it has to be rebuilt. Tell them all the time. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Corporate America, and specifically the corporate media, need to wake up to this too. They keep pushing all this BS that is obvious BS, and then they expect the entire country to just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, I guess there's nothing we can do about it. Of course there's something we could do about it. We could change the freaking channel. We'd change the channel, folks. You know, but let me go a little further in on this article here. I, Bill Gates was infamously, you know, infamously palled around with Jeffrey Epstein in New York and Washington. And he was on the Epstein Island and on the Epstein jet. And, you know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, says quack, you know, I, you know, it's, it's you know, looks like a duck. It's probably a duck. It's not a platypus. You know, it's like Gates' acquisition of 1.7 million shares reveals he sees the beer company giant making a comeback with consumers following its ill-fated advertisement campaign with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. You know, that's according to Morgan Stanley. But, you know, they say that, um, according to Morgan Stanley's analyst, Sarah Simon, the beer giant's growth overseas is mitigating the U.S. share loss. Fantastic. So, I mean, they're looking to replace us as a, you know, as a consumer base anyway. Because there's a billion people in China, there's a billion people in India, um, you know, Ironically, most of the people in India can't drink because, you know, Hindi, Hindu, you know, prohibits it, you know, prohibits the consumption of alcohol, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, send me an email uh, if, I'm, if I'm wrong. Let me just repeat that. That's paulshowwrn at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you think I'm completely off base or I'm nuts or I've got my facts wrong. Send me an email. Correct me. I invite it. But despite this rosy view of the future, Bud Light continues to suffer in America. Of course it's going to suffer here in America. Because, as I've been saying all along, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So, we're going to bring this show to a close, folks. Fridays are going to be our Week in Review show, where... We're basically just going to bring you highlights of the insanity that's gone on in the previous week. Have a great weekend, folks, and I'll see you Monday. Good night.